amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart. Since 2010, the most listened to radio show in the nonprofit sector dedicated to helping your charity succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to fundraising success, and practical nonprofit management advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect landing point to learn from top experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost nonprofit thought leaders. Also a successful author, his books range from successful online fundraising to expert nonprofit management. Guests on the Nonprofit Coach are leaders in their field who share their insider tips and trade secrets in a conversational style both the experienced and novice will benefit from. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you and your organization move to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Click on the radio links. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of The Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart. And welcome to this latest edition of The Nonprofit Coach. Thank you for joining us uh, here today. We have a very uh, important uh, topic in honor of someone that uh, all of us in the nonprofit sector around the world uh, have uh, really admired um, and uh, really felt uh, had uh, something very special to offer uh, to the nonprofit sector. That's, of course, Tony Elisher. And today uh, we will be speaking about uh, the, the life and the, the work and the foundation of uh, Tony Elisher. Uh, but as uh, uh, we always do here on the Nonprofit Coach, uh, we start with page one news. And first up here on page one news, we have Jeff Stanger with us. He is the Education Resources Manager over at CFRE. Uh, Jeff, welcome back here to the Nonprofit Coach, and uh, please share with us the CFRE Minute. Sure, Ted. Thanks for uh, having me back on. It's great to be back on with you again. Hey, we have a new practice exam. We're really excited about it. We launched it uh, in July. And people have been asking for this for quite some time, finally got it launched, and it's a subscription model, which is a little bit different than what most people would think of in a, in a practice exam. You get the uh, access for 30 days, uh, take as many practice exams as you want. You can do many quizzes within the six knowledge domains that we have, and you'll get instant feedback on each of those knowledge domains 
as well as the overall practice exam that you take. So you know not just where you scored well and where you scored poorly, but it'll also give you a roadmap as to where to study uh, even deeper within the six knowledge domains. That's terrific. What's the, uh, the practical um, experience that uh, those who are looking to take the exam will have? Is this different from other training opportunities, or this is an enhancement of uh, where CFRE has been providing its training? Well, I think the key word is confidence. If, if you're the kind of person that would like to sample what the exam is going to feel like, this is going to give you confidence. Can't guarantee that it's going to help you pass the test, um, but it is going to, to give you confidence in that arena. Uh, the reason why is these are uh, test questions, uh, or these are questions that are, are modeled exactly like the ones on the test. So they're the multiple uh, choice questions. Um, so you get a sense of how hard the questions are going to be and what kind of pacing you're going to need in order to answer when you get to the real test, those 200 questions in four, four hours. Right, and and where where do you find that, uh, or or maybe there it's all across the board, but is there a, an area of the exam that uh, give give uh, a lot of uh, exam takers uh, most trouble or concern, or as you said, lack of confidence? Uh, I, in my experience, and this is completely anecdotal, okay, but in my experience, some of the folks that I've had one-on-one -on -one conversation, conversations with that have struggled with the exam, actually, they struggled in the knowledge areas that they knew the most about. And the reason why was they went too fast. They were so concerned with the timing and those areas that they didn't know that they just really went as fast as they could on those domain areas that they did know and maybe missed a better answer than the one that they chose. So I guess my caution so, to everyone is take a deep breath, take your time, pace yourself. Like in most exams, sometimes there, there is a need to take a step back from your day-to-day -day practical experience to what is the, the common practice, what is uh, the best case practice that may have been nuanced in your local jurisdiction. Uh, but again, this is uh, an overall industry testing. Uh, so sometimes when you get too close to the forest, you can't see the trees? Absolutely. Sometimes we'll say, well, this is how we did it at our shop. You know, this is how I did it at my last job or whatever. But what this is testing is the commonly accepted best practices. And, and each of the questions and each of the topics are tied back to a, a, um, a book or a document or something that is relevant and current uh, in explaining those best practices. So having a practice exam of this sort can help surface those areas that, as you said, m you may have a lot of confidence in, but you may need to uh, do some uh, book studying uh, on some of the, the uh, commonly held uh, global practices. Absolutely, and that's one of the advantages of that 30-day or even 90-day, we have both options, uh, subscription model is you can take it at the beginning. Let's say you're going to do a, a study course with your local AFP and it's a four-week study course. You take the practice exam at the beginning and then along the way maybe some quizzes and then you can give yourself a final exam at the end of that AFP course and you'll have a real good sense of how you progressed uh, through that. 
and can go into the, the uh, actual exam with a little bit more confidence. Well, congratulations on, on launching this. This is undoubtedly going to help a lot of folks. And, and of course, you know, in many cases, we're, we're talking about folks who uh, have been in their, in their uh, profession uh, for many years, at least five years, uh, and uh, maybe are not used to taking exams. So there can be just some, uh, some uh, anxiety over exam taking, not necessarily the knowledge that they need to have to pass. Absolutely, and we, and we meet a lot of folks just like that as well. You know, they've been out of school for a really long time. The, the thought of uh, taking a 200-question uh, test is daunting. And this, again, that word comes back, confidence. is going to give them the confidence that, hey, I, I can do this. And being able to take a practice exam will, will give you uh, some of that confidence. Uh, any other news uh, from CFRE here on the CFRE Minute? Uh, nothing else that I have. Uh, kick the, you know, go to the website, kick the tires, and check out. We've got a, a slideshow that will walk you through the whole practice exam process and uh, with screenshots, and you get to see the dashboard and all that. So, you know, I just invite people, encourage uh, you to, to go to the website and check it out. That's terrific. Well, again, uh, we here on the Nonprofit Coach encourage all professionals uh, to uh, voluntarily stand for examination against your peers uh, and the knowledge that you have to show the professionalism of what you do by becoming a certified fundraising executive. And please check that out at CFRE.org. And uh, Jeff Stanger, thank you again for being our guest here on the Nonprofit Coach. Thank you. Terrific, and we head on over to page two. I want to remind our listeners that you can call in today at 347-324-3080 to speak to today's page two expert. Susan Morgan is a director at the Tony Ellisher Foundation. Uh, this means so much to many of us in the nonprofit sector who had the privilege, the true privilege, of uh, being able to work side by side with Tony Ellisher for so many years. Susan has over 25 years of experience in the charity sector, working with a wide range of charities in the UK, uh, formerly as a fundraiser and in the last 10 years, an associate at Think Consulting Solutions. Of course, that's where uh, Tony Ellisher um, did so much of his wonderful work. Her charity career started in retail, followed by community fundraising and events leadership roles, and this remains a theme throughout her career. She is passionate about maximizing income through developing the best relationships with volunteers, providing the highest standards of supporter care and stewardship, and enabling fundraisers to achieve their highest potential. And of course, these are all standards of uh, the, the life and work of Tony Ellisher as well. In 2017, she has led the establishment of the Tony Ellisher Foundation, a new organization which provides mentor, mentoring support to professional fundraisers, helping to develop the next generation of fundraising leaders. And it is such a privilege, uh, Susan Morgan, to welcome you here to the Nonprofit Coach. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you asking me to um, come on today. Of course, uh, talking about Tony Ellisher on the nonprofit coach is so appropriate because he was a nonprofit coach and he took that uh, passion uh, very seriously. Um, he traveled around the world 
to bring the principles of his work. So let's uh, take one step back and let's uh, please share with my listeners why create the Tony Elisher Foundation? What's the energy behind this? Okay, that's fine. As I say, it is very, it is, it is new. We're in our very early stages, but the the story behind it really um, started um, 12 months ago, after um, Nikki Elisher, Tony's um, wife, came to me with with an idea, born of the wanting to continue the sort of incredible work that Tony had done in really supporting and developing the sort of fundraising profession and so there was a nugget of an idea of wanting to do something to continue sort of the the work that he he sadly no longer could do and so um, it probably is about 12 months to the day since we started talking about establishing a foundation and the the initial idea was really well what can we do to really generate passion and talent um, for fundraising and really guarantee a generation of the, the next leader of, of leaders of fundraising in in future years so that's that's where it started only 12 months ago um and so we we spent a few months sort of thinking how we could best do this and in may of this year we launched the foundation um in um, London, but it is a global organisation. Although we're sort of based, based in um, in the UK, but it was founded out of that initial idea of what can we do to keep his kind of passion alive. And talk about the the passion of uh, of uh, uh, Tony Elisher because I think that's that's what really distinguishes him in in many of our minds around the world. He brought a special level of energy, but also uh, a level of humor uh, to to fundraising that I think was refreshing uh, to many people. What what is it that made Tony stand out? Um, Oh, for me, it was his ability to look at things always in a completely new and different way. Um, I mean, I I knew him uh, sort of, for a good a good sort of ten years, and it's not it's not often that you remember first meeting people. You meet so many people you know, in your in your kind of career. And I met Tony when we were um, I was working at the British Red Cross and working on the sort of skills development of fundraisers. So it kind of it all loops back nicely now. Um, and we were asking him to come and speak at one of our conferences. And I remember just just sitting there when he said, would you come and, and talk and inspire our fundraisers? And he just sort of blew me away with just his the ideas and the way he looked at things in a completely different way and was picking up all the different trends and the different ideas from all over the world and making people actually stop and look at their what they were doing and behave in a different way sort of going forward. So I think that for me is what was so so different about him that he always made you sort of stop and think, give you the energy to go forward and and do the best job that you could do in a really kind of motivated way. I think uh, many of us uh, remember the first uh, time that we met Tony because he was so memorable. So it's not surprising, Susan, mm-hmm. uh, that we have callers today who uh, 
who want to uh, uh, join uh, in this celebration of Tony Elisher and this launch of the Tony Elisher Foundation. Um, so, uh, caller, you are live here on uh, the Nonprofit Coach, um, uh, area code 562. Please introduce yourself and uh, share uh, whatever you'd like to share with uh, Susan and our audience today. Good afternoon, Ted. This is Alphonse Brown, Jr., and um, I, uh, when I learned that the program was going to be talking about Tony, I literally couldn't help but take a few minutes to call in and express my gratitude and support for all that he did as a colleague in fundraising. Um, Talk to when, us a little uh, bit uh, about what that meant to you, Alphonse. When um, I was chair of AFP, I had occasion to see Tony in action both here and abroad. Um, he's been described, I guess, as a fundraising evangelist, and I couldn't say that there was a more appropriate uh, uh, description uh, and title for him. Um, he was always, always uh, very enthusiastic and passionate, and it didn't make any difference whether the audience was large or small. Uh, he always challenged others and me, and terms of thinking out of the box, and certainly beyond what was expected. Um, I, um, I, I, I should say for people who um, have seen a presenter walk through an audience, it didn't make any difference if there were 500 or 5,000 people. Um, he felt comfortable in challenging each person in the audience, even to make them think that they were speaking directly to them and their situation. And uh, I, I always felt that both in, in that setting where it was a group setting or the personal comments and, and occasions that I had a chance to, to visit with him one-on-one, -on -one, which were many. Um, uh, he was a valued colleague, and I'm very, very pleased to know that uh, his legacy is being continued through the foundation and the establishment of the foundation there in Europe. That's perfect. Any, anything specific uh, for our guest today, Susan Morgan, director of the Tony Elisher Foundation? Well, I, I, I think um, the biggest challenge will be getting the folks, as Tony did, individually. There are a lot of people across the globe that uh, would like to have the opportunity perhaps to contribute in some way. Um, he always made it personal, and that's one of the reasons why I felt it's so necessary for me to call in and just express my gratitude uh, to him, but also to his legacy. And um, as, as you are communicating and getting the word out worldwide, I think you will uh, find that you engender a great deal of support for what you're trying to do, particularly as we're trying to keep and engage uh, younger people involved in the profession. Thank you, Alphonse. Susan, any uh, comments? No. I, well, firstly, thank you sort of so much for sort of first the lovely words about Tony, but also um, your your obvious support for what we're trying to achieve. And I think that's what's been really sort of struck home as how this has really resonated with um, the people. When we've when we've launched the foundation in May and said this is what we're wanting to do, we've had. Um, so many people have said that just this feels so right, um, but right in terms of what sort of Tony um, being a legacy 
for him, but also in terms of fundraising as a profession and that there is a need out there to you know, provide support and expertise and just give that extra sort of leg up to the, to fundraisers who to make them really committed to fundraising the profession and to kind of just bring out those extra qualities in them so it, yes we have sort of been really really pleased with the support so far and it's, it's great to talk today and sort of open our, our, our sort of world to, to a wider audience to say please you know please do come and support us and get involved because it is it does seem to be something that's really kind of struck home um, and the sort of programs that we're offering hopefully will really be something that appeals to our the next generation of fundraising leaders. Well, I, I think one thing that you said really resonated with me, and it's certainly what I thought of when I first heard about the creation of the foundation, actually going back to when I heard the sad news of Tony's passing. I mean, the first thing that I thought of besides my shock um, at, at his loss is that his work was not done. And, and, I, and mm -hmm. I, it felt so right that the foundation would be created because I, I feel like we all collectively – have a responsibility to continue that work and to complete his work uh, that he's not here to complete himself. And I, I think uh, I'm going to bring, we have another speaker uh, or another caller here. Uh, I'm going to bring that caller in because I think Tony would have just appreciated the conversation here uh, today. Area code 415, please introduce yourself and uh, welcome here to the nonprofit coach. It's Case Sprinkle Grace. How are you? Okay. It's so wonderful to have you. Please, Share your thoughts on Tony Ellisher well, and the creation of this will, foundation. I'll be brief because I'm sitting on an airplane that's getting ready to close its door. And I just want to say that only for Tony would I have appeared as a statue, as the word joy, <laughs> as um, singularly spotlighted from the top while I invoke. Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Tony had a way of inspiring me and making me always feel like not ever what's wrong, but always what's possible. And um, I miss him incredibly, and I am delighted, Susan, that you are going forth with this. I think it is just a marvelous idea, and I there's not a day that I goes by but what when I'm working on something that he would enjoy that I think, oh, you know, if I could only tell Tony. So I really appreciate that you've focused on him in this program today, and I'm very grateful that um, I was able to squeeze between two airplanes and um, <laughs> say how much I will always love him, uh, as I think anyone who knew him and appreciated him. And for me, the singular achievement was um, his help for me with the closing plenary of the 2008 IFC, which was the most spectacular thing I've ever done, and it would not have been possible without him. So thanks. And here comes the pilot, so I'm done. Yeah. Well, Kay, thank you so much for joining us today and squeezing us in, and I know Tony meant a lot to you. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us here uh, on the Nonprofit Coach. Susan, um, what a great endorsement of the foundation uh, from someone, Kay Sprinkle Grace, who is a luminary herself uh, in, the, in the nonprofit uh, sector. So uh, the, this praise is coming from all sectors. Uh, that's, that's, it's, really, it's really good to know. And, and um, you know, we, we will 
do our very best to kind of you know make it um, something that means such a lot to the to the individuals who benefit from from the program because we 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 are now underway um we've 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 been talking about it we've been planning it we launched in may but we we've just had the first of our closing dates so in the next few weeks we are going to be actually starting delivering our first mentoring program so it's a really it's a really exciting time and hearing all these positive sort of support messages is it's really kind of you know making me feel sort of very enthusiastic to to do the best we can with the with the group we've got but as i say we've we've got our first group about to get underway um, but applications are, are sort of open now for the next group and we're going to keep doing that on a rolling basis so that everybody as they develop in their career will get a chance to, to take part. That's great. So let, let's go back. You said a lot of things there. I want to unpack those because I want to make sure that okay. our audience knows what exactly you're talking about. So there's an open date to apply for what and what will happen for those that are selected. Um, so let's let's sort of roll this back to um, sure. uh, where is the website? What what need what should be on our minds right now about the Tony Ellisher Foundation? Right, brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Well, the we, yeah, we have got um, a website with a with with a really we've got a really distinctive eye-catching um, sort of logo, which I think Tony would have been sort of proud of. So just w watch for the bright orange um, flash on on the website, and it's www.tonyellisherfoundation.org. So um, if you search for it, you you will find it, and that gives a sort of a, a simple sort of summary of everything that we we are doing and how to get to get involved the the core of the work is through mentoring um programs but it isn't the only work but we can maybe talk a bit a little bit about that later but the the mentoring i think is the is the key um and what we are doing is doing it through an application process where people who are interested can apply at any time throughout the year but we do have three closing dates so that we can sift through the, the applications and get to know the candidates. And then what we will do with the selected candidates is create a group and they will work together as a group as well as being matched with a, a mentor. So if people are interested in this, um, do go to the website. We've got lots of information about how to apply um, and what qualities we are, we are looking for. What um, what what are you looking for? Who's best suited to uh, being chosen by the Tony Elliter Foundation for mentorship? Um, we've we've deliberately not set a a you have to have this much experience or be at this level um, as a fundraiser, which which we know is is um, something that people would prefer that that we did. But we what we are looking for is actually somebody who has got that extra special something and just has those qualities that you can spot when you meet somebody that they've got the potential to be a fantastic fundraiser. They do have to have done some fundraising already, so it's not a kind of come into the come into the profession and know nothing and we will teach you how to do it. But it doesn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to be years and years. It's, it's how you apply the knowledge that you've got and your approach to it that we are seeing is the most important factor. So 
we we're aware the quality of the mentors that we're sort of building up is absolutely superb and we've got to make sure that mm -hmm. people m are able to kind of make the most of this this opportunity so we we found so far that we're not being prescriptive which can be difficult when you're wanting to write an application but it's more about getting over to us your passion and commitment to fundraising why you believe in it and what an impact you feel you can make so that's that's really what we're looking for when people people apply so it, it sounds to me as, as you're making a very big distinction here that this is not about um, necessarily entry level that this is this is about um, those who and, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth but correct me where I'm wrong here uh, about those who have already accomplished in their careers and are looking for that special um, energy from Tony coming through the mentors um, to inspire the next phase of their career. Yes, that, that, that's probably a fair um, overview and, and sort of um, gen, a general sort of summary. But what we don't want to do is therefore say that you have to have got to a certain level because we are finding that if there is the right person and they've only got a, a small amount of experience but they've demonstrated that they know how to do something with that we would look at them and we might work with them in a in a slightly different way as well because the the mentoring program is is designed to be an initial sort of starter of, tw of 12 months and it's very much about matching people really individually it's not just here's the program off you go and do it we're going to be really careful that we match the right qualities of the mentor with the qualities of the of the participant but we are also finding that there are some individuals that mentoring might not be the right thing for them and the best way to help them achieve their potential so we will look at them and develop a more bespoke individual solution so it's we're learning we're, we're new and we are but we are also open to being creative and finding different ways of making the most of those individuals. Susan Morgan, Director, Tony Elsher Foundation. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, um, what I'd like to explore is who are the mentors? And you said that uh, in some ways this mentorship will be uh, bespoke to those who um, have uh, been chosen. Uh, I think that's a very exciting thing for anyone who might consider applying to have access to. Um, so I'd like to talk to you about that when we come right back. When you have a great idea and need to work with others to bring it to life, how do you do it? Sometimes it's tough because the people you work with are in different places, with different schedules, using different devices. Google Apps lets you bring ideas to life with others. Here's how. Start with email that offers more. Gmail does more than send and receive emails. It connects people and lets you chat instantly while viewing a snapshot of your team's relevant activities and access to everything they shared with you. With Google Docs, there's only one version for everyone to work on. Share easily with the right people without email attachments or compatibility hassles. 
and work together on the same docks at the same time in a way that simply makes sense. Edit and interact easily with integrated social commenting. Google Calendar makes it easy to share schedules and find times to meet and schedule or update meetings with a few clicks. Everyone can't be in the same place at the same time, but Google Apps lets you work together from any place. With multi-way video chat, you'll feel like you're all in the same room. While screen sharing and integration with Google Docs lets you work with more people from anywhere, on any device, even on your mobile phone or tablet. Work with any team at any time, from any place, on any device. Google Apps. Work in the future, today. To learn more, go to google.com slash apps. Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at tedhart.com. Click on radio links. If you're listening live today, the phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 347-324-3080. Now, back to The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart. And we're back here live with Susan Morgan, director of the Tony Ellisher Foundation. Um, Susan, let's talk a little bit more about what it means to be mentored by the Tony Ellisher Foundation. Okay. Uh, Help us understand who the mentors will be and what does it mean to uh, potentially have uh, a bespoke uh, mentorship? Okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, well, the, the, the mentors from the program um, are very much senior, senior sort of leaders. The majority of them on our, on our sort of group, group at the moment are people who have been in the sort of profession for a number of years and have had success as sort of usually in specialist areas of fundraising or as you know, directors of fundraising. And they're, they're at that stage in their career where they're wanting to give something back and um, have that, again, it's that overall belief in what we're trying to achieve of making the fundraising sort of profession a a respected and better um, place and really to secure the kind of the future of fundraising. So we've been really, really um, appreciative so far of We've had people come forward. Um, We we didn't know what the reaction would be and been really overwhelmed by the support of, of these wonderful people coming forward and saying they want to get involved and be mentors. So you can see a selection of um, our mentors on our website, but we have a lot more. We just put a selection up on the website at any one time and keep sort of rotating them around. And I'm talking to a number of um, individuals um, from lots of different countries, actually. Now, we started kind of primarily in the in the UK where I'm based and are now talking much more widely so that we're able to offer mentors um, in sort of all worldwide really ultimately we would like to be able to do that um, but what we're wanting from the mentors is to to buy into what we're trying to deliver and not just do something as a this is a program I'll meet somebody I'll talk to them next month I'll tick it off the list that we want them to really to under the skin of the um, participant understand them and 
give them that kind of real extra something that it's not necessarily just about the technical practical knowledge it's, it's inspiring them to move up to that next level so we are going to provide a framework because it's really important to us that this is an extremely high quality program so we do there will be a minimum expectation that the mentor will be involved with the program for at least 12 months but then and that they will set objectives with their participant but actually after that we want them very much to do it in a way that works for them because Tony did it in a way that worked for him we couldn't have said to him you've got to deliver a meeting this month and another one next month he would know what was the right thing to do for that individual and we want to carry on um, in that way knowing that these fantastic mentors will know the best way to get the most out of their the participant that they work with that's uh, that's terrific um you uh in in thinking about the sort of the what's going to be mentored on and and sort of the standards um and and forgive me if if this is uh doesn't uh, translate very well but i i always thought of uh tony ellisher as sort of the the, the crown prince of fun in fundraising and it seemed to always yeah. matter to him that that you know the audience that he was speaking to the the clients that he was working with break out of their their you know wherever they were and to understand that it's meant to be fun and and that donors should be having fun uh and that that there's that aspect is that possible to somehow translate into a mentorship uh, and and do i have that right um I think that is a fantastic sort of um, element to to incorporate. It, it, it's kind of hard to tell somebody you've got to go and go and have fun. They've got to kind of create that themselves. But I think one, we would hope that we would instill that um, philosophy within within what we are doing. And the area where we might be able to sort of really work with that is on top of the one-to-one -one mentoring. We're also going to work with each. Um, group of participants as a cohort and do some um, work with them on um, certain areas where they could sort of develop skills they can um, we're going to work with them to become more self-aware and understand their strengths and weaknesses and I think that potentially could be a really a really good area where we could inject the the fun um, into the into the program and I I as I say, we are still learning and developing, and if people have got ideas on how we can best do that, please, you know, get in touch with me and let me know. Well, absolutely. I, I just, uh, it, it seems to me that, you know, to to be privileged to be chosen as a Tony Elsher Foundation, uh, a mentee, I guess, or or someone who is mentored by uh, by the foundation, that, you know, what would be, special i would think um particularly for those who you know down the road sadly maybe did not know tony uh is what made him different is the the way that he saw the world in a different way and that and that he could get to mm -hmm. the heart of the fun in fundraising and to draw that out in you even if you didn't know it was there even if uh you know you felt you know sort of really pressured at, at your job or you know meeting budgets and, and strategies and things like that were really sort of weighing you down um i think as as, as Kay and, and alphonse uh, mentioned in you know, when they uh, when they called in today uh, and again thank you uh, for calling in um is just how he would touch people because he would 
he would shake you up um, and he would make you mm. smile and he would make you laugh. And, but, but then the, the way that that became so personal and I think, um, you know, Alphonse, you know, mentioned, you know, whether, whether he was in an audience of, of five or, or 5,000, he would make you feel like he was touching you is because the way that he would approach that fun, it wasn't just sort of being a clown. Um, it was making, shaking you up to make you feel like you could do this that you had more energy than you knew you had. You had more personal creativity than you knew you had. Um, and, and I also think, in, in, you know, one of the things that, that I feel, um, you know, very passionate that I got from, from Tony um, is also giving us permission to have fun, that, you know, there's, there's so much discussion about, um, you know, being a profession, which is important, and, and to approach you know, our works and our work in very professional ways. And, and, and there's almost no one who is more professional than Tony, but, but he gave us permission to see the, 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 the light side of life. Um, and that, yeah. that donors want to enjoy the act of giving. Um, and it's not just about data and, and emails and direct mails and special events and major gifts and, and, and all of that that is so important, it's just architecture. And, and, and I think he saw the color in the room and not just the four walls. Yeah. Um, and, and making us see the color where we wa- might have walked in, we saw the four walls, and we're like, okay, let's do this. He would say, wait, see that beautiful mural. See that beautiful color. Um, and because your donors want to see that. And, 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 and he would shake us up and do that, not, not in a lecturing sort of way, not in a way that you must. Um, he would empower us to want to. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. We should, we should bring that into the, into the foundation and the work that, that we do. And it, it, one of the elements that we've got in the application is that people send us a video to say, and the, the question that they have to answer in that is to say why I am a fundraiser. And what we're looking for there is that to understand, you know, that, that enthusiasm and that something a bit, a bit different and to see, you know, how they will approach like their, um, you know, their, their work and what they do. So I think it is, yeah, you're, it's made me, um, consider that and make sure that we do we do build that in and i think we will one of the areas we've talked about that we absolutely must do is that the, the kind of the graduates of the program must come out as if nothing else to be absolutely sort of um hot presentation skills because of that's something I, I know every time i i sort of stood up and did a presentation when Tony was there you were just thinking oh what's he going to what's he going to say about about me and he was yeah he absolutely the, the sort of the the leader in that and i think if we can kind of transfer a little bit of of that into our sort of participants i think that will be a really good a good thing to do as well well and i just love the energy in your own voice when you start talking about that passion and, and I'm really hoping that that becomes sort of the, the hallmark of what makes this foundation stand out and be different because there are lots of uh, opportunities for mentorship. But I, I, I want, I, my hope is that those who are chosen by the Tony Ellister Foundation feel very privileged and honored uh, to be chosen because it is different. It's, it's almost, you know, like going to, you know, a very expensive private school that you could never afford. Um, but you get the opportunity to to experience that because 
he was very different and there will never be, and we won't train or mentor anyone who will be quite like Tony Hellisher. But if, if, you know, it's just my own personal view that if, if we can give them a few of those tools, if we can challenge them to think of things differently. And I think as, as you mentioned, you know, all you had to do is to meet Tony once and to, uh, to sit through, you know, one of his trainings once and, and someone like myself who, you know, does a lot of, public speaking and lecturing around the world, you immediately challenge yourself to think, how can I be different? How can I engage my audience? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's that how do I engage question um, that, that really makes him stand out because we all have that challenge. We all have to do that. Um, and almost no one thought of it in a way that Tony did, but anyone who sat through one of his trainings, you know, walked away wanting to have that energy and to bring that color palette to, um, to their own work, whereas it may have looked black and white, but suddenly the, the color is starting to come in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, would, I would sort of love to hear examples from people. Um, you know, when, I, when I've talked to the people that have come to us to say that you know, they want to get involved as mentors, it's usually because there's some story about, about you know how how Tony has influenced them, all. and so I would really like to hear more more of those stories, so we can kind of shape the the you know the foundation in the in the best the best way, and also ask people to nominate people to take part because without the without the sort of the applicants, we you know we can't we can't help. So we you know it really is a sort of a a, a, a plea and a challenge to everybody to just think about who they know, you know, think about yourself and think you know. Please, you know, have a look at the website and and apply to take part, so that then we can we can really make a difference with what we're trying to achieve. That is uh, that is really terrific, and and please uh, share with Nikki, you know, our our uh, strong support here at the nonprofit coach, and that we hope that you know perhaps from uh, time to time, and I know that you interacted uh, with our our producer uh, Diane Peach, um, that perhaps you might come back and. You know, share with us updates and let us know when there are new deadlines and and uh, and even maybe even feature some of those who uh, have been mentored a, you know a year from now after they're, uh, they're they've gone through the, the twelve months so we can hear more about that now this this all costs money um, so uh, we've got to serve our final segment here um, and uh, we're we're talking about one of the most consummate fundraisers um, uh, in our business uh, uh, the late great Tony Ellisher. Uh, again, crown prince of fun in fundraising. Um, uh, how are you going to be able to fund this, and how can others help? And what process is being put together for, you know, perhaps you know, global fundraising around uh, these concepts? Because I, I think you could hear from today that the passion and the energy, your own passion and energy, and and I think almost anyone who who was ever in one of his his audiences um, certainly cannot forget him. Um, he he is he is not forgettable. Yes, yeah, the, which you know, and, it, and it, it drives the enthusiasm even more to to you know to to do to do a good job with this. And yeah, in in terms of the funding, like you, you're right, it um it does come at a cost. Although I would say for the participants, just to sort of make sure there is no confusion, it doesn't come at a cost for the participants because of um that somebody did ask me that question recently. But for us to deliver it, obviously there 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 is a cost. And um 
we we are at the stage at the moment that we are um, our setup has been very much funded through a sort of a very a very sort of generous benefactor. We are still in the process of setting up to become registered as a charity in the UK, and so we we're we're being a little bit tentative at the moment before we go into our kind of more public fun, funding sort of phase until we've got that full full registration but we so maybe that is, is something we very much do want support and we'll be looking for that um and if people immediately would would like to talk to me about that it's very much i'd welcome sort of to have a conversation with with people so do do um get in touch with me but that's maybe in the wider sort of funding plan one for maybe on the next time when you, you sort of generously sort of said we may be able to come back and talk to you and your listeners again in the future. Absolutely. And you are always uh, welcome uh, here. Final thoughts. We, uh, we only have about uh, 12 minutes left. Uh, walk us through. Um, you've got, uh, I, I think, three closing dates during the year, um, mm -hmm. making sure that those who are listening who, you know, maybe need that reinvigoration, that, that Tony Ellisher style of mentorship, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about sort of the, the inner workings of what's happening at the foundation. How will they be chosen? Okay. What are you looking for? Um, give us the mechanisms. And, and again, uh, we've got just uh, about 11 minutes left. Okay. Well, the it's um the the process. If people are thinking of applying, what I would say first of all is go and have a look at the website. We've got lots of information on there about what qualities we're looking for and what the process is. Because I know you, it's, it's hard to sort of take take it all all in at once. But um, we are wanting people to apply on an ongoing basis. So you can submit an application, and it's a three stage process. The, the the first element is a, a written application which you submit online and it's there are a few questions so you do need to kind of put a bit of effort in but you're getting a great a great reward if you're successful for doing it and within that we're trying to ask questions it's not it's not understanding what your CV is it's more about what sort of person you you are and your approach to fundraising so we're going to be asking you on the application form about um, really what are your aspirations and what do you want to achieve by being a member of this program so we want to know that you really understand where you're wanting to get to and how you're going to be able to make the most of the opportunity um, we also ask about where you have um, successfully delivered some sort of innovation now it, it doesn't have you know you can interpret that in any way that, that you like but it's hopefully you can see what we're trying to do is understand you as you as yours as a as a person and your personality for how you deliver your your work and we also want to know one of the questions is what do you think are the opportunities uh, the biggest opportunities for fundraising in your area of fundraising in the next few years and that very much links back to to tony and his, his constant view of the future and the trends and we want to know that you you understand what is happening and you can have a vision for where you see fundraising going. So it's not the standard application form of, of what job have you done and how much money have you raised, although we do expect you to have delivered some um, some successful fundraising. So that's your first stage is filling the application form in. And the next closing date is the... Um, 8th of January um, next year and it's every four months as I say we've just finished one in, in September 
Another part of the application is the video, which I did mention um, a, a few minutes ago. And we, we, the trustees, we have four trustees at the, at the foundation, and we really had lots of discussion about what's the best way to get to know these people. Um, and we weren't sure if this would, would, would work or not, but it really does make a difference, we've, we found, of getting to know somebody. So we don't want a professional quality sort of film necessarily, but we want you to get across to us in the application um, what it means to you to be a fundraiser and why you are a fundraiser. It's just a two-minute short video. So start if you're thinking of applying, start thinking how you might best um, make yourself stand out from, from the, the other applicants with that. The, the, third, the third part is the nomination, which we get everybody to get somebody else to nominate them. And the who nominates you is really important. It's somebody who can vouch for you and speak to us um, about what you have achieved as, as a fundraiser and what, you know, why they think you would be suitable and would be able to sort of um, get the most benefit out of this program. So, it, so it's, it does need a bit of effort, um, but that's, it really is, you know, worth it, I would, I would hope. So have a look on the website because there are, that's the process for actually applying the nuts and bolts, so to speak. But I'm happy to answer questions of people if they if, drop me an email. Um, there, are, there are sort of contact forms on, on the website if you've got more questions about the, the practical aspects of, of applying. But do, does that give a clear, a, a clear view of how to apply? Yeah, I, th I think it does. How many um, uh, do you expect to choose in the, the first round uh, of mentor mentees? We, again, we, I'm not being very good at very definitive answers because we, we're wanting to sort of make sure we, we adapt to what come, comes to us. And we, we've, so we've not said, oh, there are five places, there are 20 places. It's about the numbers of right people and can we match them to to a mentor we are starting relatively small at the beginning and we because we want to do something really well so we we see the sort of the, the first group will be a sort of a, a relatively small small cohort maybe sort of um 10 or 12 individuals because it is about quality we want this to be seen as as a um sort of gold level standard sort of program um for really kind of special individuals but we don't know yet how with this huge scope for growth and expansion and being able to work with lots more individuals but it is very much about us being new learning not running before we can walk getting it right learning from everybody that we're talking to in the in the process and then sort of growing um and accessing wider markets once you know, once we're really well established, and of course, that's how Tony would approach this. Um, uh, if if he were putting together his own foundation, uh, he would approach it as let's learn, let's ask, let's be inspired by others, let's bring the best practices, um, and then let's uh, create something special. So uh, I think that's terrific that you're using that that approach because uh, you're modeling exactly what the foundation would be about. Good, good. Um, that's really good to hear. Thank you. Um, I, just uh, to wrap up here, just to give a Tony Elisher quote, and I was wondering if you'd sort of weigh in on, on uh, you know, why you felt that this was important enough to put on your website. Fundraising is about people. It's about dialogue. It's not monologue. That sounds like a cautionary tale 
to many in the fundraising profession who maybe are about their monologue. Um, help us understand why that matters. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I didn't hear the beginning of that. Sorry, it just broke oh, up. Could you, could you say uh, it again? The, yeah, the quote from uh, Tony Elisher is, fundraising is about people. It's about dialogue, not monologue. Yes. So I'm, Sorry, on I, your I, website, I, on the resources, on the resources page, I, I just, I, I thought that yes. was particularly beautiful. I wondered, you know, why that was chosen um, as uh, on Sorry, your resources page. Sorry, I just missed We really wanted to, for the people that haven't sort of, you know, been, been sort of lucky enough to have, have, have met Tony or, or listened to him speak, to really kind of capture the essence of, of what he, he is about and what he believed in and and that really you know is something that we at the foundation want to to carry on i mean this is all about people um it's about making the best out of you know the best of the fundraising world sort of even even better because if we don't go out there and be able to share the sort of the, the stories and tell the tell about the impact that the charities have we're not going to get that support and it is about those individuals being able to go out there have those conversations and inspire people to get involved and support um, support the, all the the causes that they're involved with. So that's kind of why we thought it was it was really um, just indicative of everything that that sort of he stood for and we are carrying on standing for. That's terrific, and there there I really like the resources page uh, that you've put together that really sort of focuses on some of the. The concepts that uh, that Tony uh, lived um, and uh, articulated uh, so well. Uh, again, um, Susan Morgan, Director, Tony Elisher Foundation. Thank you for coming today on the Nonprofit Coach and for sharing us um, the early stages, the important work. And I and I hope that uh, uh, you will come back often, um, share with us updates um, as the fundraising gets underway, as the mentorships get underway. Um, we certainly want to make sure that we keep uh, a high, you know, elevated um, look at the Tony Elisher Foundation uh, because I personally uh, want to make sure that his passion, his energy, again, that color palette that he brought to often a black and white world um, lives on. And, and, and I'm just so pleased. And, and again, uh, thank Nikki for us, uh, for the inspiration and for all of you who are working so hard to um, start this foundation. Uh, please know, as you heard today, that there is a lot of passionate support. Um, I think many of us, and hearing of Tony's pa passing, uh, felt that you know it was shocking far too early uh, and that his work was not done. And uh, uh, many of us just feel an obligation uh, to help his work continue, to help him complete um, the story um, and, and he's got a lot left to say. Thank you so thank much you, for, for giving us this chance. And, and thank you to everybody, all the mentors and people that have applied so far. And, and we just look forward to, to moving forward with, with your support. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for joining us here today on The Nonprofit Coach. You've been listening to The Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad-friendly podcasts at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to The Nonprofit Coach. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.